February 8th, 2022. If you count, count down from where the, the lines widen, it's 12 lines down, three words before the end of the line. This morning's class and the classes throughout the week are donated by Sophia and Adi Rishti in honor of the birth of a new baby boy. The Gemara is continuing uh, to dissect and to deal with the various halachot that we saw mentioned in the Beraita. The Beraita was at the bottom of Dafnu Namut Bet. We began it yesterday in the class. And now we're going back to the many halachot and explaining and understanding them at a greater depth level. Says the, says the Gemara, Bat Kohen, en li ela shenisset le Kohen. Niset le Levi le Israel le Oved Kohavim le Halal le Natin le Mamzer minayin. Tamud Omar, Bat Ish Kohen. Afapi she'ena kohenet. Says the Gemara, if you recall, uh, from the Beraita, the halacha was as follows. You perhaps would have thought that these laws, this halacha, which is attached to a bat ish kohen, is specific and narrowly defined as this woman who was born to a kohen family and is now married to a kohen. How do you know that the law, for argument's sake, the specific one we're dealing with right now, of her getting serefa for wrongful uh, relations, whether it's uh, serefa when erusin and nisuin like Rabbi Shimon, or serefa specifically after nisuin according to the hachamim, how do you know that that would apply even to, and it would extend to circumstances where this woman either married Yisrael or Levi, or even married Alved Kochavim, Natin, Mamzer, uh, all circumstance situations we defined and discussed yesterday. How do you know that even in those situations, i.e., she's no longer part of the Kohen clan? She's no longer a Kohenet. She's a Bat Kohen, but she's no longer a Kohenet. How do you know we would still treat her with that severity of a punishment of Serefa, the Derashayas, Bat Ish Kohen? It's not just that she's a Bat Kohen, it's rather that she's a Bat Ish Kohen. It means that we trace her lineage back to her father. She's still the daughter of an Ish Kohen, Afapisheena Kohenet. She no longer has the status and stature of Kohenet. She's no longer eating Terumah, for argument's sake, to, to portray that to you. But nonetheless, she's still the daughter of an Ish Kohen, and therefore the Halakha would remain with this woman that she would get Serefa. Says the Gemara, let's just try to understand this in terms of what you maybe would have thought. It's again a question on the Hada Amina. The Halakha will be understandable for the Gemara. What the Gemara will have difficulty with is, what were you thinking in the first place? Mishum di'in seva lehu lehane lav bat koheni? What were you thinking? In siv in Aramaic means to marry. Because she married hane, these, she's no longer the daughter of an ish kohen? She's no longer a bat kohen. Like, what was the thought in the first place? I get the derasha. The derasha is even though she married, quote, out. Even though she's not, in one circumstance, it's actually out. But even though she's no longer the status of, an ish, uh, of a bat kohen, she's no longer eating terumah, you really would have told me that her actions don't portray, ba- don't portray something, don't, don't uh, trace back to her lineage as an ish kohen, vetu, and furthermore, does the Torah say kohenet le kohen ketib? Uh, does the Torah in anywhere, in any place state explicitly that she needs to get married to a kohen? It's, it's along the same lines of the first question. First question is, what would you have thought at all? Secondly, perhaps you have something textual that would point you in the direction of it needs to be a kohenet who gets married to a kohen. It never says that in the text. It says, ubat ish kohen kite not. 
Says the Gemara, Salkada There are words that perhaps would mislead us. Would mislead us in what direction? They would mis- mislead us to believing that the laws of an Bat Kohen would be applicable specifically and only if she married a Kohen as well. Why would you have thought that? Salkada Without that extra word in the Pasuk of Bat Ish Kohen, that it has to do with her father as opposed to her status, since the Pasuk says, Ki Tehel Liznot. The Pasuk says, She began in this act of Hilulim. Ki Tehel perhaps is the first act of Hulin, the first wrongful relations, Amarahmana. So first and foremost, the Torah says when she has wrongful relations and brings forth Hulin. Hanemile, I maybe would have thought to interpret those words as hashata. It's when now she is causing the Hulin. Do you understand? What Hulin is she causing? Well, she's causing by acting wrongfully in relations, she's ridding sanctity. But wait a second, if I were to point to this woman, it's true, marrying out of Keuna is not even close. Don't even put on the same platform as wrongful relations. But ultimately speaking, she is quote unquote descending with regards to the laws of her Kedushah as opposed to when she was a Bat Ish Kohen. She got married to a Yisrael, she got married to Levi, she got married to a Mamzer, to a Nadin, to Obed Kochavim, and so forth. In that situation, it's not Zenut, but it's the beginning of Hulin. That's the point. We're being Medayek in the word Tehel. It brings us back to the conversation we had before class. Understood. But, but the point is, in other words, Nathan says, yeah, but the Pasuk says, Ki Tehel Liznot, which attaches it to Zenut and with regards to the Tehel. The answer has to be that they're willing to, again, this word Tehel, which is a curious and hard to understand word in context, they're willing to separate it from the word Liznot, which as Nathan pointed out, we already did. We already did it in the Hava Amina when we said Ki Tehel, was it even with Hilul Shabbat? No, it's Liznot. Over here, we're kind of separating it again in the Hava Amina. We're saying that Ki Tehel perhaps would mean that the Hulin begins with this act. If the woman already married out of Kehunah, if the woman married to wrongful men, to Mamzer, to Natin, to Obed Kochavim, to a non-Jew, to a, a person born to wrongful uh, uh, relations, uh, to a person who's uh, forbidden to her, in those circumstances, the Hulin already began. Avalha, this woman, however, this woman, Kevan she's already standing and situated as Hulin. You look at this woman and you say, remember the good old days when she was fully kadosh, she was unblessed. What do you mean? She's married to Harari now. She's not so unblemished. She's not so blemished. That's right. She used to be a Dwak. She used to be a Tal. She used to be a Kohen. She used to be a Gindi. She used to have Kedushah to her of Kehunah. That's Hulin. Perhaps you would have imagined that was the first stage in Hulin. And as a result, now her act of wrongful relations with this individual doesn't merit her Serefa. She already descended by marrying Adam. It says the Gemara, Kevan, you would have said, this one, Kevan de Kamitahala Kayama Me'ikara, since she's already Mitahala Milashon Hulin, she's already ridden herself of a certain aspect of sanctity, Me'ikara, initially by the marriage. Now, how would you empirically, and I mean that, how would you prove that she, quote, has less Kedushah? We're dealing with a human being. A human being, you can't really talk about Kedushah. The answer is, you can prove based on their rights. 
she lost her right to terumah. That'll be the proof. So the proof is certainly, and that's the order we're going to go in, certainly if she married wrongful men like a mamzer, a natin, an oved kochavim, in those circumstances, not only can she no longer eat terumah, even if she becomes divorced from that individual and tries to go back home and does go back home, there's no longer terumah. It's over for her. Certainly in that situation, it's a holin. But even if she marries a Yisrael or Levi, this woman who was a bat ish kohen, she's no longer allowed to eat terumah while she's married. It might be that she then gets divorced and comes back home, she's able to eat holin. But in the state of being of marriage to this individual, she's no longer eating holin. Piecing terumah, she's piecing everything together. This woman, I would state, this marriage gave a certain aspect of holin. If it gave a certain aspect of holin, now she has wrongful relations, Maybe the holin has already been done. No, but not the same status of holin. Doesn't matter. She's already... Kiteheli's note, I would have said, is this is the beginning of holin. This is the first act of holin, this wrongful relations. Yaharam, it's really wrong. It's not like getting married to yourself. But nonetheless, maybe she, That's the hidush of but ish kohen, not so. It goes based on her father. She could have done any act, so to speak, of Hulin initially, and marrying a Mamzer, a Natin, an Oved Kochavim, a Yisrael Levi, nonetheless the Halakha will be that she gets Serefav, she has wrong relations. But over here... No, no, the whole point is she does. She married Israel, and she has wrong relations. That's what we're talking about. Everything's about... No. Of course, of course. That's all we're talking about. We're talking about on the wrong for relations. But the point is, in the initial act of marrying the Israel, that was already an act of hulin. Really? Getting married to me is an act of hulin? I mean, getting married to you is an act of hulin? The answer is yes. She's no longer eating terumah. She might return to terumah. Me and you are not such bad guys, I'd, I'd like to think. Right? She'll go back to it. But in that state of being, she already entered into hulin. Maybe, therefore, she, since she already act, entered into an act of hulin, she no longer is treated with the full severity when she has zenut. It's not so. Okay, how do we know these halachot? De Amar Mor, after all, the statement is Ubat Kohen Ki Ish Zar. The Pasuk describes if there's a woman who's the daughter of a Kohen and she gets married to an Ish Zar, a stranger like me, a Yisrael Levi. The end of the Pasuk says, He bitrumat kodashim lotochal. She can't eat from Terumah any longer. Now, furthermore, Kevan Shinivala le Pasula. This, in, in context, says that the Gemara is talking about when she got married to a pasula, to a mamzer, to a natin, pasla. She is now invalidated from eating terumah for the rest of her life. She got married to a pasula. Terumah is off the charts with regards to her capabilities forever. What about if she gets married to Levi or to Israel? Levi, Israel, Nameh, The Pasuk says if she gets married to Levi, Israel, and then gets divorced, so then she can return to Betavia and eat terumah, which means to say while she's married to Levi in Israel, she is is not eating terumah miklal, we can derive from this quite simply, when she is by him, the taf and the shin in Aramaic interchange, yesh, when she is by him, by the Levi, by the Israel, she's not eating terumah. Therefore, 
Piecing it all together, full circle. Ema lo tedun bisrefa. I perhaps would say this woman, again, this was the next halacha, the fourth halacha in our beraita. If she's niset, if she got married to Israel, to Levi, to Natin, Mamzer, Oved Kochavim, perhaps she doesn't get serefa. Maybe she wouldn't. Why not? We began the text of the Gemara today. The answer is we maybe would have thought that as the beginning of Hulin. It's Rakite Heli's note. Ema lo tedun bisrefa. Kamashma'nan. That's the Hidush Kat Mashma'nan. This comes to teach us not so, but Ish Kohen, her father as a Kohen, is a stature and status which remains irrespective of her Hulin. Well, that being the case. So, so in the, the end of that Pasuk, though, about her getting divorced, this is if she has no kids, she can go back. Right? Absolutely. Jesse says, I wasn't fully uh, genuine and honest with you. Even if she gets married to me, lo aleinu, barminan, and not me. All right, to a Yisrael, and the Yisrael passes away. It's only when she doesn't have children, when she doesn't have sons, more specifically, that she maintains, she returns to her bat kohen status with regards to teruma. 100%. She has kids. If she has kids, we consider the kids. That's correct. And what about Sayyidah? Because she's. We're saying, we're saying if she got married to Nadine, to Mamzer, she still has it, right? So that's not going to change anything. Says the Gemara, you should know this is all Udulokir Bimeir. You should know that everything we just mentioned in our last 10 or so lines, our discussion, our deliberation today, follows one opinion, the opinion of Hachamim, happens to be the mainstream uh, uh, normative opinion. But Bimeir disagrees. Who's Bimeir? Who's Hachamim? Detanya. Elsewhere we have the following Beraita, Bat Kohen. That's that's our woman. Sheniset li Israel. Oh, she got married to me. Ve'achla teruma, and she begins or eating teruma. She shouldn't have eaten teruma. I, it's not part of my uh, inheritance. I don't eat teruma, even if it's time of the mikdash. I'm Israel. I don't get teruma. She used to eat teruma. She's no longer supposed to be eating teruma. Mishalemet takerin. The halacha is she needs to pay the principal, which means say she ate a hundred dollars of teruma. She needs to pay a hundred dollars uh, to the kohanim. Uh, she wrongfully took that teruma, which was not and could not be in her possession, and she needs to pay that now. The way it would work, generally speaking, is if me, I was never a Kohen, I'm not born to a Kohen, I'm not a female who can change my status in any way, shape, or form. If I were to eat teruma, I pay not only the principal, but I pay as well what's called homish. There's a penalty the Torah imposes upon a person who eats teruma, and that is an extra fifth. So I'm paying about $120 if it was $100 of teruma that I ate. Now, this woman, here's the interesting thing, she's a bad Kohen. She got married to Yisrael, says the halacha over here in the Beraitah, but she doesn't pay the extra fifth. Why not? Because she is back to our Ben Hashem Ashot status. Although she's actually Yisraelit now, she still never lost her, her Pintala Bat Kohen. Her Yehus is still there, and as a result, we don't penalize her to the extent that she pays homage. Even if she married Mamzer? Even if she married, uh, it's an interesting question. No, I'm not. I understand, but he's saying if she maintains her status as bat kohen, so why is it only shenisetli Israel? Maybe it's even if she married someone she was forbidden to. Would that stay? I'm not certain. I'm not certain. and her punishment, her severity with which she's punished for getting married, for having wrongful relations, is still bisrefa. 
Uh, why is it still bisrefa? Of course, that's the halacha we've been learning about until now. Bat ish kohen, the same reason she's not being homesh, so too she's getting sirefa. Niset lehad min pesulim. Oh no, there it is. It's explicit. The next words. Shema Yisrael. Mechila. Mechila to the Gemara. What if she got married to Natin Mamzer? Meshalem et keren vehomesh umitata behenek. Divrer bimeir. Bimeir's statement is, that's all if she got married to Yisrael. She got married to Natin Mamzer. In that circumstance, we distinguish. Over there we state, clearly, she lost her status. So she got married to me, so she's still a Ben Hashem Ashot. She really comes from Keuna, but she's married to me. She's Israelite. Not supposed to be eating Tiruma, but there's no homish. Furthermore, the severity of action if she has wrongful relations is Serefa. We trace her back to her father. She got married to Pesulim, to Avet Kochavim, to Natin Mamzer, more specifically. In that situation, says Rabbi Meir, we draw the line. We say over there, she pays homish. She distanced herself from Keuna. Furthermore, says Rabbi Meir, mitata behenek, she ironically gets the more lenient punishment. Why so? She distanced herself. She's no longer bat kwentiv Rabbi Meir. Now you understand that statement of Rabbi Meir is, uh, is not the way we saw it earlier, right? The way we saw it earlier, what we were working with from our, from our beraita was that the halacha is even if she gets married to Natin and Mamzer, what's her punishment? Serefa. That's the the Lokir Bimeir. Bimeir says by getting married to those wrongful people, not to Israel, not to Levi, to the wrongful guys, to the Mamzer, to the Natin. In that circumstance, says Bimeir, she gets Henek. Hachamim Amnim, Zovezo, Meshalemot, Keren, Velochomesh, Umitatan Bisrefa. That's it. The statement is. Hachamim disagree. Hachamim, of course, accord to our beraita, and that is whether she gets married to Israel Nevi or even to Natina Mamzer. The halacha is a no homesh, no homesh, no homesh. She keeps her status as bat ish kohen, and b the severity of serefa is in place. How does Rabbi Meir, how does he read Ubat Ish Kohen? I mean, he, he, it, it's not that hard because he'll read it specifically when she's married to Israel Levi. He well, says, case, exactly. so she gets married to Natina Mamzer. Yes, that was her father. Can you imagine this action? So to speak, severed her from even that Yehus. Uh, anyway, that being the case, that is the second to last halacha that we saw mentioned in the Beraita, and that is even if the woman, quote, marries out, the punishment of Serefa is still in place. Clearly, says the Gemara, we're following specifically the opinion of Hachamim. Rabbi Meir would disagree on specific, a specific point over here, on the point of Niset, if she got married to Natin and Mamzer. But when she's married to Israel Levi, even Rabbi Meir would agree that the halacha she gets Serefa in such a situation. Well, that being the case, we have our last and most mysterious line in the Beraita, and here it is Rabbi Eliezer Omer. The final line of the Beraitan. Again, you have to imagine if you were to punctuate the Gemara over here, you have quotation marks. Because these next words are bringing you back. You know, sometimes the Gemara will say, Amar Mor. And it'll bring you back to the initial statement of the Beraita. Listen to the words. Her father, uh, with her father, she gets Serefa. With her father in law, she gets Sekila. Enigmatic, mysterious words. It'll take the Gemara a good 25 lines to try to figure out what these words mean. 
what in the world is he talking about? Is this relations with father and with father-in-law? Is this in the state of father versus in the state of father-in-law? In other words, a difference between marriage and engagement or engagement and, 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 and a single, a single stage. What is he talking about? The Gemara has no idea what he's talking about and will struggle with it over the course of many lines over here. Says the Gemara, my quote, etaviyavet hamia. What are you talking about? When you had this reference to Eliezer with her father, with her father-in-law, what were you talking about? Who'd she have relations with? What was the situation? Ilema, the first suggestion. Ilema is a compound word. Ilema, if you'll say. Perhaps you'll say anytime I start a sentence, obviously, with if you'll say. Uh, obviously, I'm going to knock it down and say it can't be. Ilema etavia meavia vet hamia mehamia. Maybe I'll translate the word. It means with. All right. Vigam lelot haholech. Et Avram, so on and so on and so forth. Et, sometimes in the Torah, in, in turn, in the words of the Hachamim, perhaps means with. Et. And so maybe as a result of the, what we're referring to is a woman, and keep in mind we're in the context of Bat Kohen, who has relations with her father, Serefa, with her father in law, Sekila. So that would be a nice sell. The only problem is that it has nothing to do with Bat Kohen. We already, just a page ago, explained that any woman, Lo Alein, who has relations with her father, what's the punishment? Serefa, Bat Yisrael included. Any woman, the Mishnah will tell us in Dafnun Gimau, who has relations with her father-in-law, whether Yisrael or Kohen, punishment is Sekila. Well, that being the case, it's a beautiful read. Et avia bisrefa, et hamia bisrefa. Excuse me, the opposite, serefa and sekila. It's a beautiful read. The only problem is it has nothing to do with bat kohen. That's a halakha with regards to bat Israel as well. My iria bat kohen. Why would you tell me this specifically in the context of bat kohen? I feel bat Israel nameh. And when we're dealing with the Bat Yisrael as well, a regular woman from outside of the Kohen tribe, outside of the Kohen clan, she as well, Bito Bisrefa, the halacha is if a person has relations with his daughter, the punishment is Serefa, et Hamiha, excuse me, Vekalato Biskila, and daughter-in-law, the, the halacha is Sekila. The Mishnah again will tell us that in just two dapim from now, as a result, we will not accept that that's what Rabbi Ezer meant. Again, we have these enigmatic, mysterious words of Rabbi Ezer. Ezer says, et aviha bisrefa, et hamia biskila. What do those words mean? That it means relations with them? Can't accept because then we would have mentioned this in a regular Mishnah, in a regular context of Bat Yisrael Ela. Rather, perhaps this is what it means. Et aviha birshut aviha, et hamia birshut hamia. So perhaps what it means is, et, and et means, yeah, with. Not that the relations was with her father, or the relations was with her father-in-law. It's when she's living around and with her father. What does it mean she's living with her father? When she's just engaged. She's still being urea betavia when she's engaged. What does it mean she's with her father-in-law? When she's married. And as a result, that's how we're splitting it. We're stating that a bat kohen... When she has zenut, she has wrongful relations. When she's just arusa, what's the punishment? Serefa. When she's nisua, she's already in bet hamia in her father-in-law's home. Then the halacha would be she gets sekila for wrongful activity, wrongful relations. So of course, the gemara. If you've been keeping track, what's that? 
Charlie, you might be forgetting. We've, you know, you speak very simply. Kiilu, you haven't been here the last uh, t- two weeks. Last two weeks, we understood. It's far. It's far from simple. You say, uh, was the saying the pasuk in Torah? is not not so fast. You might recall the Hachamim. Let's let's review this very briefly. The Hachamim's opinion. Hachamim, not Rabbi Shimon. Hachamim who says sekila is more hamura from serefa. They say when she's in arusa, what's the halacha? Skila. That's not this opinion over here. They say when she's in nisua, what's the halacha? Serefa. We just said the absolute opposite. What's that? What's Rabbi Shimon's opinion? Rabbi Shimon said that's correct, but he said both arusa and nisua is serefa. This says over here that when she's married, it's skila. <laughs> it's neither Rabbi Shimon or Hachamim. The best you'll come, as, as Mars just uh, gesticulated, is the Hachamim flipped. Right? It'll be Hachamim flipped, which will be the final punchline, which I don't even think we'll get to today. I was going to say, I have to flip it around. But in the meantime, we're just going to struggle a lot. We're going to suffer about, uh, suffer over these words. Says the Gemara, and, and by the way, the best part of all this, I, I just have to make known to you, and when, when the Gemara finishes everything, it'll say the Halakha is over here, that we're following Hachamim, and that's the interpretation. And the Gemara's incredulous question will be, Hilchita I mean, who cares? Is this a Halakha from Mashiach? We're not killing anyone with mitot betin. We haven't been, says the Gemara, for several hundred years. Are we really expending all this energy trying to figure out who the halakha follows? At which point the Gemara will have an interesting conversation about do we and how much should we care about these, quote, theoretical halakhot? It's an important conversation to be had, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, says the Gemara, I can't understand what you're talking about. I can't understand if you're interpreting the beraita to be the ezer's words as Erusin equals serefa, nisuin, again by Batkoen equals sekila, says the Gemara Keman. Like whom? Whose opinion are you following? Ikerabanan, if you're following the opinion of Hachamim, whom we know already from the Mishnah, from the Beraita, from Tudapim of Gemara already. Ha'amre, isn't their opinion? Didn't they tell us Nisua when you're married as a Batkoen, Yasita, Lisrefa? She's the one who gets Serefa. Already knocked out. You told me that Nisua is getting Sekila. Velo Arusa. Ikerabishimon. Rabishimon on the flip side. Ha'amar. Ahat Arusa. Ahat Nisua. Bisrefa. And you just rebeli. Ezra told me that when she's in Arusa, according to this understanding, excuse me, when she's in Nisua, according to this understanding, she's getting Sikila. Last opinion, which whom we haven't seen yet, is Rabbi Ishmael. We'll see him in a little bit. Gemara sometimes goes out of order. Maybe it's following the opinion of Ishmael. Won't work either. Ha'amar Arusa, Yasetali Srefa, Nisua. Okay, so Rabbi Ishmael has yet another opinion, and his opinion is that the Arusa, the engaged woman, uh, gets serefa. The nisua has an altogether different punishment, as we'll see. But that's not going to work in the scheme of what we're discussing either. Et hamiha heneku. When you get married, according to Rabbi Ishmael, what's the punishment? Strangulation. Again, what did Rabbi Eliezer just tell me? We're trying to decode Rabbi Eliezer. According to our suggestion of Rabbi Eliezer, it's when she's engaged, bisrefa. Check. That's exactly Rabbi Ishmael. What about in marriage state? Biskila. Rabbi Ishmael says she gets hanek like a regular bat Yisrael. Can't be Rabbi Ishmael. It won't matter. No, we just established. That won't matter. That's our last halakha. She could even be married for argument's sake to a mamzer, to an Ovet Kochavir, right? Kohen, but if she's married to Kohen, 
Well, why, again, it makes, no, I mean, it's, it's clever, but no, no, it won't make any difference. Well, because she maintains her status, but keep in mind, then you tell, I got gotcha. you. is as if she's Israel, according to Bishmael, and the statement over here is Biskila. All right, clever. Anyway, says the Gemara, I'll tell you my f- next stab at this. Okay, so I, I struck out in my two interpretations, Bili Ezer, Shalach Ravin, Mishime, Derbi Yosef, Derbi Hanina. Ravin, whom we've seen in the Gemara several times, went to study in Eretz Yisrael, and then he would send back messages, I don't know, a telegram of some sort, teaching how to interpret certain things. He says, this is the interpretation to this Biraita. Le'olam kerabbanan. The Biraita, Rabbi opinion, is really following Chachamim. Let's very quickly remember. Chachamim, by the way, Mars, we need good charts on all of this. Chachamim's opinion is, one more time, when she's an Arusa, Abat Kohen, it's Biskila. When she's a Nisua, it's Bisrefa. What does that have to do with this statement over here of Rabbi Ezer? Rabbi Ezer said, Et Aviha Bisrefa, Et Hamiha Biskila. It seems like the opposite. If we were reading it the way we were reading it until now, rather read it like this. Convoluted. Hard to understand, but stick with it for a second. Though that statement of Abili Ezer is code words. Mamash. Coded. How so? Kol shehu lemata mimitat aviha. The first statement of et aviha with or of her father, and what was the halakha? Bisrefa. That's referring to a case where, a case where the regular standard punishment is less than relations with a father. What's a regular punishment, relations with father? We've mentioned several times, serefa. Okay, so now we are now dealing with a case where the severity of punishment is less. It's lemata mimitata via if you were a standard case, meaning a Yisrael. What's our standard case? I'm sorry, it's a little complicated throughout. What's a Yisrael standard case where her punishment for wrongful relations is less than Serefa? Nathan said it a few seconds ago. She's married. Regular marriage of Bat Yisrael. What's her punishment? Hanek. So it means we're talking about in the initial statement when we said et aviha, in the father realm, we're talking about when the regular punishment is below father, meaning below serefa, this is the code over here, meaning when you're married, and what's the punishment, said the Biraita, Bili'ez's name in such a situation? Serefa, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, it's a whole... Way over uh, no, but it's a code over here. This, here it gets over everyone's head. No, here, now here, here, here you, you literally... And it's going to be the response to the Gemara. Really? I mean, you think that's what those words meant? Again, you have these two words, or, or two statements. One statement is etavia, and the other statement is etamia. The father and the father-in-law. I have no idea how to link up the words underneath each of those statements. The words underneath etavia are sikila, and the words under etamia is serefa uh, and sikila. I have no idea what any of that means. I have a lot of other information. I can't crack this code. It doesn't fit any of the three opinions that I know. So the suggestion is the word et aviha, cross out the word et aviha, and write on top of et aviha, nisua. Cross out the words et hamiha, and write on top of it, arusa. <laughs> Seriously? Father is when you're married. Father-in-law is when you're engaged. The suggestion, that should be the opposite, of course. Which ultimately speaking, we're going to say. Just flip the whole thing. But at this point, at this point, it goes like this. Not it's just coded. It's just coded. Literally, it's coded. If you were to analyze this situation and understand below 
the father punishment. What's the father punishment? Serefa. What's below the father punishment for a regular Bat Yisrael? When does she get less than Serefa? When she gets Henek. What situation is that? Nisuah. That's why we crossed out Etavia and we wrote on top of it Nisuah. Now, look below it. What did we write below it in the initial uh, statement? We wrote below that Serefa. The statement is a Nisuah gets Serefa. Do you follow? What's that? Bat Kohen only. No, no, this, the heading of the whole thing is Bat Kohen. But we crossed out, in order to interpret, to decode those words, etavia, we crossed that out and we wrote on top of it, nisua. Why did we cross out and write on top of it, nisua? Because our suggestion is, when the punishment in the standard case is less than sleeping with your father, meaning it's vehenek, that's what we're talking about. What's that? Nisua. What we write below nisua now? The word serefa, which means to say that's the opinion of the hachamim. It's complete opposite. It's a clever way of suggesting that the words mean the opposite of what they mean. Because we're trying to make sense. That's it. No, because the word, because which is going to be the response of the Gemara. Nobody writes. The Gemara is going to suggest nobody writes in such codes. I mean, that's 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 really the answer. Umay nihu nisua bat Yisrael diilu nisua bat Yisrael behenek hacha b'mitatavia b'srefa. Okay, so that's the first column where the first column said et aviha. We crossed it out and we suggested it meant nisua. What about kol shehi lemaala mimitat aviha? What about on on the flip side uh, in the circumstance of um, you said y- 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 your statement over here for me was et aviha ve'et hamia. So as the Gemara know, what about when you bump it above mitat aviha? Again, what's mitat aviha? Mitat aviha relationship father is serefa. When do you get a punishment that's above and beyond serefa? One circumstance. When you're in Arusad, you get sekila. That's right. So it means our second column, we crossed out and we wrote, instead of et hamia, we wrote arusa. Umayniu, arusa bat Yisrael. Dilo arusa bat Yisrael ve'alma b'skila. Hacha b'mitat avia b'skila b'mitat hamia b'skila. In this circumstance, what's the punishment going to be? Sekila. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the suggestion of the Gemara. Again, what have you effectively done? You've said for us that Bili'ezer's opinion is the opinion of the Hachamim. Just put it, put, forget about all the coding for a second. When all the dust settles, when the algorithm was solved and interpreted for us, it means Bili'ezer was telling me the following, that when it's an Arusa Bat Kohen, the punishment is Serefa, when it's Nisua, excuse me, a Sekila, when it's Nisua Bat Kohen, the punishment is Serefa. That's all he taught us. All right, very nice. Okay, the Beliezer is following the opinion of Hachamim. The problem is the whole coding says the Gemara, Matkif Tarbir I don't need to get very clever over here. katane. I mean, the words were etavia, etchamia, it doesn't say anything above the punishment, below the punishment. All that business was injected. I get you were bothered by it, but you injected all that. El amar birmiya, le'olam, rather, says birmiya, I'll interpret, kirbi ishmael, and so forth. Okay, so we have to pick up with this tomorrow. I will tell you, you'll see those words I was telling you about 
uh, just a bit earlier, about 20 lines down, 15 lines down, you'll see once the Gemara settles this whole matter, and I'll tell you, the punchline is that it is, as I told you earlier, just flipping the opinion, that saying that it's, uh, really follows the opinion of the Hachamim, and you just need to flip the statement, but ultimately speaking, he follows the opinion of Hachamim, and to state the opinion of the Hachamim, and to then leave you with that question of who cares about it, if we don't give mitot betin any longer, it goes like this, if the woman is arusa bat kohen, what's the halacha? Biskila. Why biskila? Because according to the hachamim, sekila is the most hamur. If she's nisua, the halacha is it's bisrefa. Why is it bisrefa? Because she's getting more than a bat Israel who would be getting henek. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.